Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Friday, August 21st, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are ready for the weekend. I know that you have been working for it, and uh, we are one week into Dallas Cowboys training camp. Um, you know, it felt like it was never going to get here, and so much has happened. Um, I, I, I certainly don't want to say that too much has happened, but you know, we went from uh, just wandering in the desert to a filet mignon and a lobster tail and a shrimp platter and a gigantic, you know, dessert bar and um, everything that you could just possibly imagine. I mean, there has been so much happening over the course of the last week with regards to the Dallas Cowboys. It has mostly been good. Obviously, the Joe McCoy thing was a huge bummer. Uh, but you know, I thought that uh, the today's episode of the Ocho would kind of serve as, as a you know a checking in, kind of a status quo of sorts uh, with regards to uh, the 2020 Dallas Cowboys and their quest to win the Super Bowl. Um, I know that the girls have talked about hype this week. They did so on Monday's episode of Girls Talking Boys, and they will continue to do so later on today. You will have a brand new episode of GTB in your blog and the Boys podcast feed later on on Friday about lunchtime. Make sure you do subscribe to our podcast network wherever you get your podcasts. We are available on all major podcast platforms. You get access to two different Dallas Cowboys episodes every single day, keeping you updated, thoroughly updated on all things America's team. On Saturdays, we offer a very special treat for you every Saturday, Cowboys Oi with Mauricio Rodriguez, an entirely Spanish Dallas Cowboys show. It is fantastic, so certainly encourage you to check out all of our wonderful shows. We have you set for the season. In fact, uh, we are, now that it's Friday, what, we're 23 days, we're Jordan days away from the season beginning, and I, I here's where I'm at, you know, if we're going to talk status quo, right, if we're going to talk, like, how you feeling, hey, you know, RJ, how you feeling, bro, how you feeling, I mean, I have not been this excited for a Dallas Cowboys team, and I don't even know how long, I, I truly do not know, and I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, in fact, I'm resisting all urges to get you know, this excited or kind of excited or remotely excited because, you know, that happens, right? Like we all, you know, get excited for the Cowboys to do well and then something happens and they don't do well and it's disappointing. And I think, you know, maybe the last time, and I don't mean to cast, um, you know, these sorts of doubt uh, over the 2020 season, 
I was very excited entering the 2015 season, and I think that a lot of people were as well. I think if you remember, I'm sorry, 2016 season. Well, 2015 too. Let's let's look at both of those because if you remember 2015, um, obviously the Cowboys are coming off of Des having caught it at Lambeau Field. They drafted Byron Jones in the first round. They had landed Randy Gregory in the second round. They had picked up Lyle Collins in free agency, and everybody kind of thought, okay, you know, they're going to be able to run it back, right? You know, DeMarco's gone. He went to Philly, whatever. But Dez is still here. It was Joseph Randall's time to shine. Um, you know, and there was a lot of hype about that. And uh, obviously, the air was let out of that, that balloon rather quickly. Uh, Dez getting hurt in week one when Tony Romo had the great comeback uh, against the Giants on Sunday Night Football, the Lance Dunbar game. And then week two when Romo goes down, but the Cowboys were 2-0 and against, you know, 2-0 and in the division. Everybody thought that would kind of hold them, and, and it did. But, you know, obviously that season was terrible and I think we were all really excited in 2016 just because of the potential of an offense that featured Tony Romo and Ezekiel Elliott and obviously that didn't happen but that season was wildly successful etc uh, my point is those are the last times I was really really excited I wasn't I wasn't all too excited entering 2017 to be honest just because it was so hard to know what it was going to be right I mean there were still so many questions and 2018 was okay and then that got off to the rough start and and last year I think I think at this time last year everybody sort of knew that we were going to be somewhere very different a year later because everybody kind of assumed that Jason Garrett wasn't going to win the Super Bowl and therefore wasn't going to keep his job Uh, but if I go further back if, if I'm you know tasked with giving you three teams besides this one that I was really excited for, I was really pumped for the 2008 team. I know that's a subject uh, we've spoken about a lot over the years. Uh, I know it's something that a friend of the show, Bobby Belt, and I have talked about. There is no reason why the 2008 Dallas Cowboys did not go win the Super Bowl. That is one of the most talented teams in franchise history to not compete at any real level uh and obviously that season was so horrible ending you know in the 44 to 6 loss to the eagles and whatnot but um th- th- those are the last times i was like this juiced and and that's how i would describe this there is a like the other day my wife and i we bought some uh, some peaches and uh you know i'm a big fruit guy uh like late at night that's kind of my thing i make a little fruit platter some peaches some bananas some strawberries uh, every now and then i'll mix in some yogurt some animal crackers if, if you care about my dietary habits um and so but anyway we bought these peaches and dude they were the juiciest peaches i've ever seen in my life i mean it, it was you know i felt like i cut it open right? i like to cut up the slice the slices because like i said i'm yeah i'm making a platter if i'm gonna if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be organized and yeah, you know, I'm gonna devote some time so I can sit down and you know watch some Big Brother, or whatever. And um, <laughs> so I cut this thing open, and it was like somebody dunked this thing in just like peach juice. I mean, it was like dripping wet. It, it was it was like you know um, like you know those not Nerf balls, but those like pool toys uh, that are like the balls that you throw, and then when you pick it up out of the pool, it's like still dripping, and then you squeeze it, and it just like oozes out pool water. This was like that, but like the peach. And um, long story short, I am that like that's how I would describe my hype for the 2020 Cowboys. It is like that juicy peach uh, or like that pool toy. That probably would have made more sense if I'd started there. But um, because, and, and again, I, I, I really caution myself and all of us to temper expectations and to pump the brakes and to be careful and to tread lightly. Shout out Walter White. But just about everything that we have heard or we have seen or that has happened has been... I, you know, remarkable is acting like, you know, they're walking on water and things like that. And I'm not saying that, but it has been 
vastly different in the most optimum way. The things that we have heard, the different levels of thinking that we have heard from Mike McCarthy, from Stephen Jones, from Kellen Moore, from Mike Nolan, even from John Fossil, the things that we have heard in terms of their plans and their preparations for the season have been things that we have wanted to see from the Cowboys for some time. And so that's why it feels so good. Uh, you know, Stephen Jones was on 105 the Fan on Thursday, uh, and he talked about how, you know, He's really liking what he's seen from Mike McCarthy. And he said something. We, we played the Leighton Vanderish audio, also from 105 Through the Fan, on Thursday's episode of this show, uh, where Leighton talked about how the Cowboys are practicing generating turnovers more. Stephen Jones corroborated that idea on 105 Through the Fan. He said, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things I've seen is, you know, and, and Stephen Jones can, you know, talk in some generalizations sometimes, but he mentioned, you know, we all know what happens if you win that turnover battle, you put yourself in a good position uh, to win that game, et cetera, whatever. Not that that is 100% indicative of anything, but obviously winning the turnover battle is a very good thing. And a focus on that is something that we have, that, that this is a very, very, very tiny, minute thing here, okay? Uh, but the the fact that that has become a talking point even, um, A, shows how low the bar was for all of us, I guess, but B, signifies a change in thought process, which is the most exciting thing. And and that's why, I mean, maybe my peach, you know, hype isn't necessarily for the 2020 Cowboys as much as it is for this, this next little run. I, you know, I remember... And and I really am not trying to just like send the hype train off the rails, but I, I think that a lot of you probably felt this way. After the 2016 season when the Cowboys lost to the Packers, ironically Mike McCarthy's Packers, in the division around, I think we all had this thought that at some point – Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are going to win a Super Bowl. And I've only ever thought that – and. I promise I am not comparing the two, so don't go down this direction. But I'm, you know, I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan, like a lot of NBA teams. And I'm a little bit more loose when it comes to uh, to basketball. But I remember watching in 2014 uh, when the Spurs were on their way to winning their fifth title. That was an awesome Spurs run. But they beat the Golden State Warriors on the way, and I remember thinking, like, man, that Warriors team because they were so young then. I remember thinking they before it's all said and done, before this nucleus is done, they're going to get one. And obviously, they became one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history. That's not what I'm saying the Cowboys are about to do. But my point is, after Dak and Zeke's rookie year, I had a similar thought. Like, man, at the end of this, you know, this relationship, this little run, this nucleus here, they're going to get one. And since then, not that that feeling has dissipated or dwindled by any means. And, you know, I, I certainly did not feel as strongly about that after the 2017 season, for example, or, you know, the month, you know, uh, that was the last month of last season. But that that feeling has been kind of like stoked for me a little bit. You know, like when the fire's going out and you kind of poke it, you stoke it a little bit. That that little flame has been kicked for me a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe like somebody threw a couple of pieces of newspaper on there and there's a flame again towards that thought process. Um, and I think that more than anything, and that's the most exciting thing, is I feel based simply on this last week, which I know is making a mountain out of a molehill. Um, I think I used that expression right. I really feel like the direction of this team is in the right way. 
And it has been a long time since I have felt that. So maybe the feelings and the expectations and the excitement for this particular next season are a little bit more isolated in a different way, right? Like I think we all think this team will have success in 2020, but it's hard to win the Super Bowl. And that has to be acknowledged. I think in a bigger sense, I feel confident that this is a team with the primary pieces, the cornerstone pieces that it has in terms of its head coach, in terms of its offensive coordinator, and we'll see whatever happens to Kellen Moore, in terms of its quarterback, in terms of its core nucleus of young players, your Amari Coopers, your CeeDee Lambs in the future, obviously your offensive line's a little bit older, your Leighton Van Der Esch's, your Trevon Diggs's hopefully, uh, you know, your DeMarcus Lawrence's, things like that. I feel very confident in the future of this team, which obviously spills over into the 2020 season. Um, and, and that's a really exciting thing. And I think what sort of crystallized that thought for me in in the final way and maybe I'm just uh really kind of you know looking at things through some foggy glasses but was what Everson Griffin had to say on Thursday now Everson Griffin obviously the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys um and uh, well the newest high profile member of the Dallas Cowboys that is by the way uh, a bit of a programming note Everson Griffin did get number 97 the Dallas Cowboys team website um after Thursday's practice reflected that he uh, did indeed uh, score the number that he wanted. I don't know how that ultimately came about, but Tristan Hill, who wore the number last year, by the way, if you remember, this time last year, Tristan Hill was number 79, but after the Cowboys moved on from Taco Charlton, he picked up 97 himself, so that number has experienced quite the bit of change since 2017. So maybe that number is is kind of emblematic of what I'm feeling, right? Like the stokes, have, or the, the flames have been stoked on 97. But anyway, so um, Everson Griffin is now 97, Tristan Hill wearing Travis Frederick's number, 72. I know. I know. I know you feel a certain way about that. Believe me. I know. Um, and finally, um, Neville Gallimore. We had talked so much on the 750, myself and Tony Casillas, about how the Cowboys once again had a defensive tackle from the University of Oklahoma wearing number 75, just like Tony did because Neville Gallimore was wearing number 75. He changed, though, because uh, after the Cowboys, this, is, this was the process of it all. In order to make room for Everson Griffin on their roster, the Cowboys had to say goodbye to Jalen Jelks, who previously, if you remember, Jalen Jelks, when he first started with the Cowboys, had number 74, switched to 96 this offseason when Malik Collins left in free agency, had that number basically for the spring and some of this summer, obviously, but when he was released, that opened up 96. Everson Griffin was originally given 96. I believe it was DallasCowboys.com's Rob Phillips that first reported that, and so somehow, some way, Everson and talked uh, Tristan Hill into giving him 97, and 72 was obviously available because Travis Frederick retired, so Tristan Hill took that. And uh, while all the number changes were happening, I guess Neville Gallimore said, well, hey, you know, Everson, if you don't want 96, you know, because I know Jalen's gone, I was going to let you have it, um, I'll take it. Uh, so that's uh, that's where all the numbers stand, in case uh, you were curious. But anyway, Everson Griffin uh, spoke to the media on Thursday, his first time as a member of the Dallas Cowboys, unless you count the video that the Cowboys put out on their social channel, and uh, he talked about how he was named after Everson Walls, grew up a Cowboys fan that was very cool, etc., how the Cowboys were his favorite team growing up, uh, but this is the part that stuck out to me. He said, uh, obviously, you know, after he was asked why he chose the Cowboys, he said, they've been my favorite team. In this time, I'm trying to win a championship. I look at the pieces that they've got here with Dak, Coop, 
Lamb, Mike. So I think that they have the weapons. Zeke, offensive line all around. So I think the weapons are put in place, and it's up to the players and the coaches to go out there on Sundays and win the games. But on the defensive side, we're stacked. D-Law, Alden, me, we've got a lot of good guys on that side of the ball. We're just excited to play football and excited to win. That's our main objective is to win here. Again, I'm not trying to just gulp down all of the Kool-Aid, but I'm I'm definitely taking a big drink. I mean, like I mean, I'm I'm not taking I'm not downing it all, but I mean, I'm definitely like, you know when you come inside uh after like working on the yard or something, I know that um that uh Ari Roy and, and Dave Hellman were kind of mentioning something about this when it's hot outside, but like when you when you've done something outside or just when you're really thirsty, maybe like the middle of the night and you wake up and and you just take like a gigantic gulp of water. I mean like a breath of fresh air. Like that's the gulp that I have taken on the twenty twenty Cowboys. Uh so we'll see if it's, you know, justified, substantiated. Uh, but you know, look, that, that's what being a fan is really all about, right? Uh, is, is kind of letting your emotions run away from you a little bit. And it's fun. It's fun to, to think and to hope and to imagine what's to come. And so um, this feels like it could be a fun season, all things considered. Uh, the last thing I do want to say, and I did tweet about this, uh, Dak Prescott on, uh, on Thursday met with the media again. Um, we've obviously heard from Dak a little bit because, well, he is the quarterback. And uh, he was asked about a couple of things, asked about C.D. Lamb and things like that. But he was asked one very important question. All right. We know that the Cowboys quarterbacks are wearing red practice jerseys. We've covered that extensively. All right. And that was worth all the coverage that we gave it. But... Dak Prescott has been seen to this point in training camp wearing a visor on his helmet. Oh, yeah, that's right, baby. A clear visor. All right, now here's the thing. You got to be a badass to make a clear visor look cool. That's, that's a, a rule. I'm sorry. That's a rule. And Dak makes it look cool. I, I've said this before, and I've gotten to the point where I wonder if I made it up because I've looked this up to see if – um, if it, if I could find any, you know, evidence to support this, but I can't, but I remember hearing when I was a, a kid that Chris Sims, when he was at the university of Texas, uh, there is an institution of higher learning in the state of Texas, by the way, whoop. Uh, but, um, when he was at the university of Texas, he had a clear visor and I remember hearing or reading somewhere, some way, if you know of a, of a piece of data that substantiates this, I would appreciate it, but that the visor was his prescription because he wore glasses. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And it was certainly the most efficient visor that's ever existed. Uh, but it is hard. It is actually hard as cool as visors are. It's hard to make a visor look cool as a quarterback, let alone a clear visor, all right? I mean, it's it's not that hard to make, like, a tinted visor look cool. I mean, there are guys who do it really well, right? Like, Kyler Murray looks awesome in a tinted visor. Most guys, I think, because of the tinted visor, look good in it. Some guys, you know, hey, I, I, I would not look good in a visor. I mean, it's cool. I can accept that. I can acknowledge that. I can, I can own that. However, Dak Prescott said he's wearing a clear visor, because he, he just thought about it. He thought he'd try it. Boom. Million yards. Dak Prescott this year. Million touchdowns. It's happening. I mean, watch out. The clear visor is here. It is just awesome. I love the visor. It is a, a truth that the more you resemble a Madden character, the more likely you are to have ridiculous stats week in and week out throughout your NFL career. That's just a fact. I mean, those are just the, the facts. Those are objective data points, and they cannot be denied. But 
Anyway, uh, like I said, we do have a brand new episode of Girls Talking Boys coming your way later on today. Kelsey and May are going to get into things that they are hyped about. I think Francis Bernard might make the list. Leighton Vanderesh is pretty hyped about him, too. Uh, if you, uh, you know, check out blogontheboys.com, you would know that. Make sure you do check out BTB all weekend long as training camp continues to roll on. We will have you covered. The latest and greatest things going on in the world of America's team over at SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. I am at RJ Ochoa on both. You can follow Blog and the Boys on Twitter at Blog and the Boys on Instagram, blogging.the.boys. You can like us on Facebook. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe, of course, right here to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. We got a lot of options for you because we got a lot of content it is football season we're gonna have fun we're gonna enjoy it together we're gonna have some good times so girls talking boys later today cowboys oi tomorrow cowboys uh it's training camp time it's training camp time let's enjoy it football is in the air hey do me a favor have the absolute best friday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out